All right, welcome to another episode of the Empowerment Perspective Podcast. Hey. I go by the name of Demisel Josie alongside Spencer's here. How you doing, sir? Man, I'm doing wonderful, man. It's still snowing. <laughs> Get away from it, man. Uh, on the last leg of the mini tour, I call it. Gotcha. And um, just general thoughts about the tour from, from the beginning to, to now. I think it's outstanding, man. We got an opportunity to get out of our comfort zone and come out here to the Midwest. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if it was snowing. I would have packed different. <laughs> totally packed different. Those, I know. those shorts ain't working for you. No, my shorts are not working. <laughs> and the Chicago wind is no joke, so believe it. Yeah. Listen, listeners, you have to understand that when they say in the Windy City, it is really windy out here. It ain't that bad, man. <laughs> it ain't that bad. Listen, man. It, it was bad. cutting last night. It yeah, was no it joke was, last night. It was a night. little rough last night. So much so that you was ready to get a ticket instead of paying the meter. Like, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. I, well, it, the wind was out there, though. But um, we made the stop in Pittsburgh. Shout out to Dr. Robick again. Oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. I actually got on the phone with her not too long ago, and we hopefully going to be working together on some some presentations, things. I think this empowerment uh, perspective thing is starting to take you know shape a little bit here absolutely and um got another interesting phone call and on the way here i can't talk mm. about it yet but we're going it's, it's going to blow up a little bit okay. um then we hit up my brother in ann arbor oh the smart uh, guy listen <laughs> <laughs> look i, I, I want to say that i'm a little smart but standing next to him i wasn't even close <laughs> he didn't go in on me like you you was hoping he went in on me though i thought he was going to leave us both off and be like all right y'all just chew on that just get and back out the mic and absolutely like, just walk hey, out the room he's a little tired i guess so um last stop on the tour we made it to the windy city shot town actually my favorite city man i really do enjoy this city um just the winter time you stay stay away from chicago listen, i already got plans on coming back uh, listen i'm right there with you man and um I, I'm, I'm definitely uh I, listen I, this far as introducing this guest that I have on, mm. you got to understand, like, I'm putting a lot of people on this podcast that I grew up with that mm. are doing great things um, in their life, man. And this is one dude, when I, when I talk about looking up to people, yeah. um, this is another one of those uh, guys that, you know, came, he wasn't on Stinger Ave, he was like okay. a transplant, we'll talk about that <laughs> in a minute, okay. but, um, you know, he definitely was a part of the crew, but he was a local DJ. Okay. You see that movie Juice? Yes, sir. He's yes. like, you my favorite, you my favorite local DJ, too. <laughs> That's my local ad. <laughs> <laughs> so he was cute. He was cute. He was cute. He was cute. Okay. I don't know who was Tupac in that movie, okay. but uh, he definitely he definitely was cute. But that was um, funny, now here's yeah. my thing, right? Now when you guys have like looking out while he's stealing records like you, when yeah, they had everybody, yeah, yeah, yeah. like you had somebody who had the newspaper mm-hmm. and he was just taking right. forty five of people's stuff. My enemies, <laughs> yes. And I was I was kicking it to the girl at the counter. Oh, that was you at the counter. So. You, Really? Nah, okay. nah, nah, nah. Wasn't and then me. she turned around. He was disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, take one for the team. Put your head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but nah, man. Like I, I tell this story all the time when I go out and do my motivational speaking about. Mm-hmm. I don't put myself around people that ain't about anything. Absolutely. And the, the people that we grew up, we supported each mm-hmm. other. We knew that every time we went over Kyle's house, it was like, yo, Kyle, scratch something for me. Practice yeah. something. He was always on the one and twos and, 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 okay. and scratching and stuff. So any party he gave, uh-huh. it was guaranteed to have 20, 15 cats there mm-hmm. supporting. We supported each other no matter what we did. Yeah, that's big. And then um, he went all the way down south on us, down mm-hmm. to Winston-Salem State. Yeah. Um, yeah. There, there, he got the Rams on. Yeah, He's repping it. He repping it. We're going to let that yeah. slide. You know, <laughs> Temple's still the only, you know, university that matters. I understand, but, but I will say that. That's a nice question. Thank you, man. I didn't go front. Yeah, that's 
that's a nice question. I got you. So he went down there and you know started doing his thing on the radio. Next thing I know, I get a phone call. I think his brother hit me up. He's like, "Yo, my brother is making it to the Windy City." I was like, "Are you serious?" I was like, "Yo, that's crazy." And then see billboards of this dude all over the city. And I was like, "Yo, he's doing some big things." And somebody I'm definitely proud of. Thank you, Kyle Santilli's in the building. That's been so good. That was a nice intro. I uh, like that. You know. I was trying to sit quiet. Dude. I was like, yeah, that's a good look. I was trying to practice all the way up. Let me see. I ain't going all the way in yet. We'll, we'll talk about all that stuff later. But um, welcome to the show. Thank you for uh, having us here, man. And I, yeah. I got to say, off the bat, man, we met, met you at the radio station. And, right. you know, he was like, yo, I got to hit the, the TV and get mm-hmm. a little appearance. I was like, yo, this is crazy, yeah. man. Yeah. And just to see his life and the things going on, man. It so, is a little crazy. It's, it's crazy, it's man. It's something I never thought I'd see myself doing growing up. Right, right. That's mm-hmm. what I was going to say. Like, could, did you even have this as a part of your vision back no. in Franklinville? And it was I didn't a... have a vision. <laughs> that was my problem uh, right there. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But definitely yeah. not. Especially like, I mean, of course, you know, you talked a little bit about us growing up and, and being cool, you know, as a, as a crew and all of that. But I think outside of my comfort zone, mm. I'm pretty much a shy person. Mm. You know what I mean? I wasn't a loud kid in school. Mm. I, was not, I was really like kind of quiet. Right, right, right. You know right. what I mean? So... For me to see myself doing this, I could have, I could have never seen it. That's I'd crazy. I've never seen it, man. It's a long way from Wild Wild flipping them, hey, them sandwiches. Man, I'm Wild I was the best hoagie maker <laughs> in the building. Franklinville, New Jersey. Yeah, then, he, then he left and they changed their bread. I was like, yo, what's going on with Wawa? They hoagies is terrible. We need, we need Kyle back behind the, Kyle back. behind the counter, yo. Yeah, Kyle had his special bread. That's crazy. I was going for that special pin, man. Best sandwich maker in the building. You know yo, he I mean? got an employee of the month. I need that. I needed that. McDowell's. <laughs> I wanted that. The big man. Yeah, the big You know what I'm talking about. That's I was going funny. for that. That is crazy, yo. Uh, but um, let's talk about music. Like, when did you first fall in love with it and started doing this DJ thing? Uh, I think falling in love with music, to be honest, is probably, you know, me being a byproduct of my father. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, he always, my dad was that the music dude. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, so both my parents from West Philadelphia. Born and raised. Oh, wow. Wait a minute, time out, time out, time out. Did you know that that West Philadelphia uh, Fresh Prince was the intro was actually a whole song? Yeah, my son knows the whole song. Yeah, yeah, I can tell him to come here right now. All, yeah. all thanks to verses that we never heard. Carson. Uh, he gonna bring it. He Carson. Bring his son in the building. Come here, man. Hurry up, yo. He this knows the entire crazy. song. He got bars. It, he knows that whole song. Mm-hmm. He don't have his own bars. Yet. Okay. Not he knows yet. that whole song. He knows the whole uh, check the rhyme. Wow. <laughs> so you raising your son right. Yeah. Like well, I'll like say this. Well, he's obviously not coming. Uh, the last person that I've seen that was actually you know reciting some of Will Smith's music turned out to be Tupac. Uh, had the video. So do do we have a little pop on our hands? I don't know, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, if he loves the music the way same way I do, that's mm-hmm. cool. But yeah. you know, I'm not saying yo go be a rapper. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? Then why you make him get that thug life tattoo? <laughs> <laughs> so the kids in elementary school know he represent. <laughs> now, <laughs> now going back to your question, though. Yeah, right back now. back to your your original question. Like, um, my father was that dude with the music. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like. Uh, family functions and stuff. You know, he was the one making all the '70s mm. CDs for mm-hmm. everybody. Like even um, when he passed, like some of his old homies from mm-hmm. my grandmother's block in West Philly was mm-hmm. like, "Hey, you know, some of your dad music. I know you still got your dad's music. Make me a CD <laughs> wow. or something." You know what I mean? Like he was that dude. Hey. Uh, always had music playing. The first song that I can say I remember truly, like, "Yo, play that again." 
And I was a kid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You had the record player mm-hmm. in the crib. And you used to sit on like the little top shelf in the mm-hmm. rack. Uh-huh. And I had to like get on the stores, the chairs, something go there. But yeah. I, would play, so I would play like Rolls Royce, mm-hmm. uh, Wishing on the Star. Okay. Uh, Ooh, that's classic. You know what I mean? And the story goes, you know, if I was in the car acting up in the backseat, you know, mm-hmm. doing what little kids do. Mm-hmm. If my father put that song on, I would just shit up. You know, uh-huh. just shut up, sit still and be quiet. Wow. Like that's yeah. the first song I remember loving. Right. So I was probably like five then. That's crazy, yeah. yo. That is crazy. Yeah. Um, just to get into your family a little bit, like, you know, from the ad, we didn't have a lot of fathers in the house, you know what I'm saying? And then mm-hmm. to go to your house and to see the love of your family and your, your mom and your dad, mm-hmm. everybody up in there, it was something that I always appreciated. You know what I mean? I had that that feel when I walked mm-hmm. in, like, it was, you know, there's some love in this house mm-hmm. right here. And, it, and it's just something, it was far in me because I had no dad in the crib. It was mm-hmm. like, yo, right. this is crazy. This is what, you know, the family unit is supposed to be. That's about. funny because I never, I never realize that y'all got that from my crib. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I never I never realized mm-hmm. that. I think uh it was dope for us when y'all used to come through the crib. We used to be in my basement. That was where I used to have a turntable set up. The basement was like our little our mini little clubhouse, so mm-hmm. to speak. It was mm-hmm. like the uh outcast, the dungeon, the dungeon yeah, family yeah. type joint. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, we had the we had the turntables and stuff set up over here. We had the Nintendo and all of that set up, okay. set up over here. Okay. I was cutting hair or DJing one or the other. So, mm. I would, you know what I mean? I'd be cutting different cats hair. Okay. And then on the other side, we had the weight bench. Mm. And then my mom might be over there washing clothes. Washing clothes, clothes. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, forget the, the, the washing machine. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, so, that's dope. That's dope that you got wow, that. Man. You know what I mean? Great. And I think I, as as an adult now, I look back on it and appreciate mm-hmm. it. I didn't really think of nothing of it back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know I mean? I'm lucky enough to come from a family that... Uh, uh, not just my immediate family, like, you know, we was talking earlier, like, my extended family mm-hmm. is just a lot of love. Like, mm-hmm. my cousins was my friends, for mm-hmm. real, for mm-hmm. real, you know what I mean? Like, so, yeah, that's dope. That's mm-hmm. dope. So, that's just kind of what the vibe was in the house. My father always played music. Mm-hmm. We was in the basement rocking, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? We just, you know, that's how we kicked it. Right, right. So, then, awesome. uh, your your first experience at turntables, like, I know, what, obviously, you had the 1200s, right, the techniques. The I really didn't. No? Because I had looked like 1200s. <laughs> <laughs> but they was nah, they was called no nah, they was called linear techs. Uh, they was linear techs. Uh, you know what I mean? But they they were set up and they was made to look you know the same kind of way as what right, I was. Right. But I, at that time in my life, I I couldn't afford no twelve hundred. Mm-hmm. What year was this? What year when you decided uh, that you was going to start messing with music? Probably my junior year of high school, something like that. What song? Was I when I first started yeah, was DJing? It, was it the bridge? Cause I have a buddy of mine that maybe he's going into music. The bridge was for him. No, I think when I. When I first one of one of the first records I remember getting uh, that probably came out that year was like Check the Rhyme and all that. Mm-hmm. Okay, like maybe like that. Okay. right then or right before then. Mm-hmm. Okay, but it, it kind of started because like I was going back to my father. Like he would always play music all the time. So then mm-hmm. when we was right. playing our music, mm-hmm. hip hop or whatever, he'd be like, "Oh, that ain't number Earth Wind and Fire." You know, how, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, how I used to do that, right? Uh-huh. Um, so like then I was kind of discovering different samples in his mm-hmm. music, mm-hmm. and then the first thing he got me was this that everybody talk about the old Casio keyboard mm-hmm. that had a little sample, okay. uh-huh. but the sample was like one point five seconds. Right, you know what I'm saying? Right. So I got that, and we was playing around with it. And he saw us mm-hmm. playing with it, so we had some interest in it. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get him to do that. Later. Uh-huh. Um, I thought he's coming. To do I said, it. Yeah. I'm like, right. I'm ready. Yeah. yeah. So he saw we had some interest in it. So then the next thing he got got me because we he, we took uh, to the sampler keyboard. Okay. Mm. Was a mixer. Okay. I mean, it was a DJ mixer, but it had like extra channels on it. So it had like one, two, three, four channels on it, mm. a master, mm. a mic input. But what else I had on it was an eight second sampler. Mm. Push button sampler. Yeah. Push that joint to start recording. That the wasn't sample. ADK, was it? It was uh, Stanton, I believe. Okay. Wow. I believe it was a Stanton. Carson, I'm going to call you in a minute so you can. Uh, I want you to play the. Um, 
the Fresh Prince song. And do yeah. the words for me. He's like, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. I call you, man. I got it. Gotcha. Got you. That's all you need, Dad. I got. Yeah, yeah, I, I got thought you was going. I thought my teacher you. called. He looked at you, look like. Did my teacher call? Nah, I need you to do the words. I need you. So get ready. Get ready. I'm gonna call you in a minute. That is crazy. So he got me the mixer. It had an eight second sample mm. on it. And the first thing I started doing with that was trying to sample his music. And mm. Push uh, tape deck. Mm-hmm. Produce like mm-hmm. I sample something, play it on the tape deck, play that back on one tape deck, add another sample to mm-hmm. it. And I started trying to make beats right. that way, and I also had he got me that, and I get, he got me one turntable. Told me if I wanted the other one, I had to buy it myself. So I did. Uh, I went out uh, there, bought that, and then it's okay. a lot of hoagies right there. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of hoagies. And that's so you know, man, we be uh, I'll be downtown Philly every paycheck buying records, mm. and that's just kind of how it just started. Digging in the crates, yeah, huh? getting yeah. through there, huh? pulling out his records for samples, going to buy my records to right. play. Mm-hmm. You know right. what I mean, and started making tapes, you know, just on my street or whatever, mm-hmm. and then doing parties and stuff like that. Right. So yeah. we we talked about one of the uh, presentations we gave was hip hop one on one, how to reach yes. today's hip hop uh, generation. What has hip hop meant to you? Like, how's it shaped your your way of life? Uh, I, it's so much, man. I think for uh, especially us of our generation, there was so much information in the music. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, you know, we had, and there was a variety too. Mm-hmm. Like, we had obviously, you know, the Run DMCs and all of that that gave you that street perspective then. But then, you know, as things grew, we got into the to the Jungle Brothers and the mm-hmm. Tribe Called Quest and you had that Afrocentric mm-hmm. uh, viewpoint. Then you had the militant viewpoints mm-hmm. from people like, you know what I mean, Public Enemy and mm-hmm. all of that. <clears throat> and then you had the, even the gang, you know, the L.A. stuff from mm-hmm. like N.W.A. and Eazy-E. Mm-hmm. But all of these things were coexisting at the same, same time. time. So it was through hip hop you were experiencing all these different ways of life you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying some positive some negative mm-hmm. I think for me on a personal note it was something that I finally felt like yeah this is me right now right. you know what I mean? to you, right? yeah like cause I think before that I don't I don't really know what I could say I had a, <clears throat> excuse me a real interest in something I could hold on to mm-hmm. that I could just take to like every day mm-hmm. this is what I'm doing mm-hmm. you know what I mean mm-hmm. like hip hop kind of gave me that right, yeah. right. I feel yeah. like it gave you an avenue to be you yeah for mm-hmm. the most part yeah mm-hmm. exactly because I always liked music but it, it was a little different once it got to that point yeah yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. and partially a lot of that had to, you was talking about the whole Stangarav crew a lot of that you know had to do with that one thing I always and I probably never said this to you or I don't even know how many of y'all know it so when I got to uh when I got to Delcy in high school, that's when I met a lot of cats from Stanger Ave. Because mm-hmm. before that, you know, y'all went to what? Aura? Aura School, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was already in Franklinville. So I had went to like, I went to Delcy Middle. Gotcha. I went to uh, the Ritter School, whatever. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times in those environments, I mm-hmm. was like the only black kid or a few mm-hmm. black kids. Mm-hmm. It was a few of us, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> this is my story, I'm going to tell you. This is how important <laughs> Stanger Ave is in my mm-hmm. life. I, I really want you to understand this. And it was cool, you know. It's not. I had, you know, I had my white friends, this, that, and the third, mm-hmm. right? So ninth grade is early in the school year, maybe the first month or two, something mm-hmm. like that. You haven't started. You haven't started, Jack. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. This might be pre-start. Pre-start. Right? Start. <laughs> <clears throat> so I'm sitting there, and I'm sitting there at the, at the lunch table with some of my white friends. I probably known them from elementary school up to mm-hmm. that room. So you know, they got this paper that they passing around, right? And they laugh. Oh, this is funny. This is hilarious. I, oh, let me see that. Let me see that, y'all. Looking at it, it's like you know. What does BMW stand for? Black man's wish. Wow. Mm. And and that's the one I remember. Right. But it was like a that whole list. it was a whole thing of like mm-hmm. racial jokes about black people. Right. And I remember like, yo, this is it, dog. Right. Right. I'm done with these cats. <laughs> so my, this is yo, I swear to God, this is this is all my life. This is a true story. So mind you, 
I didn't really know anybody from Stanger Ave at that point. Mm. Okay. So this is, you know, early ninth grade year. And I told you, look, we was like minorities in our high school. Mm. So it'd be like the whole cafeteria. And it'd be two tables Table side by side yeah. with all the black people. <laughs> it was, it's dark over here. Yo, the next day, on my word, I went to, I said, I'm sitting with the black people. Yeah. I know. <laughs> So, this is a true story, uh, dog. This is real talk. I had this image in my mind. Y'all probably never knew this. Nah. This is real. So wait a minute. I still have this image in my mind. So you just walked out like, yo, what's up, dog? Put your tray down and start eating? Yeah. That's it. Yo, That's yo. It. And we brought his name up earlier. You know who the first person that said anything to me was? Damon Wright. Ah. We had Damon on the podcast. <laughs> Shout out to Damon. He's a he's the first person I remember. He was like, yeah. and I remember he said something like, what's up, Holmes? And that was it. And that was it. That I was never it. went. I never that went back to my it. other table. I was there for the next four years of my he, high school. He was like, "What was taking you so long?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that was that was it. And and I, it was dope because I think what you don't realize sometimes until you get to a certain point in your own development mm-hmm. is how much you kind of not that you uh, don't rock with other people, mm-hmm. but you need that kind of sense connection. of home with your own people. Right. You know I, what I mean, I kind of feel like the movie Higher Learning. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, those yeah, people yeah. kind of got together. Yeah, I just kind of feel like that, that's what it was. I mean, yeah. he was, we had to deal with a whole lot. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And and you put that racial element into mm-hmm. it. It was just like, yo, we got to be around people that we comfortable yeah. with. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, no, I'll take that back a little bit because I'm sure I did know a couple other people because um, I was in classes with your brother. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, in classes with uh, Buster. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, you know, a couple of, I might have known, oh, they, I know they in my class. Right. I ain't you dope. know them, no. Yeah, yeah. Man. That's real, man. That's crazy. So, Stanger Ave was a part of my life at, from that point forward. Right, right. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's real. Yeah, man. Well, the, the, the whole Stanger Ave crew and family mm-hmm. was just, it was about. Anyone that was dealing with the same circumstances as we were, mm-hmm. we would rock with them. You know what I'm saying? If it was, you know, whether you didn't have a father in the home, whether you like hip hop music or whatever, mm-hmm. you look like us, it was, it didn't mm-hmm. make a difference. So, you know, we was all about it. But like I said, once we, when we became friends, that loyalty, uh-huh. it, it, till this day, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, call Kyle up, say, yo, I'm coming to Chicago, you want to do the podcast joints? Mm-hmm. Like, no problem. You know what yep. I'm saying? And it, it's always been that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that's, the last couple of podcasts, I just want people to see, that, you know, that loyalty that we don't see today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, don't, I don't understand why, we, you know, a lot of families aren't cultivating that um, in their, their families, in their neighborhoods. I don't get that part. But um, let's go back a little bit. So now you at Winston-Salem State. Yeah. DJ and still down there. No, you know what's funny is that's when I kind of... When I when I left Jersey and went to North Carolina, it went from me doing parties and stuff like that to mm. just being a hobby in my house. Gotcha. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know why. To mm. be honest, I don't. I can't really pinpoint a reason. Mm. Um, I guess maybe I was just trying to get myself together. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I, uh, I, I don't know. I, I messed with it like on my own time, mm. whatever. But not, right. I never tried to do no Go parties. Like that. At that point, I kind of just stopped doing it. You know, mm-hmm. for other people. Got you. Yeah. So was communications your major, or is yep. it something you just? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Even that was a, a secondary byproduct. Mm-hmm. I, by that time, you know, what I mean, we was all into DJing and rapping and mm-hmm. all of that. So I was like, well, I found out that uh, Winston Salem State at the time they had a music business major. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. I was like, okay. I was like, oh, that. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take music business. I'm gonna work for a record label. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But their curriculum was a little bit different. You could be a music business major, but you had to. Um, playing an instrument. Mm. I was like, I'm playing a damn instrument. You know what I mean? <laughs> he with the violin. <laughs> right. so, uh, so I was like, well, what's the closest thing I could get to music uh, as a major in mm-hmm. school and, and a path of study? 
um, without playing an instrument, and that was radio mm-hmm. television. So that's how I kind of got into the radio path. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So interesting. A lot of times we talk about educators the first time in their classroom. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure there was a hard story um, the first time in the classroom. You remember your first experience in front of a mic on the radio, knowing that there's people listening to, to what you got to say. I don't know if I remember the exact very first time. Mm. I remember that time period more than anything. Mm. Um, my first time ever on the radio on a microphone, and it was like about what I was doing, was live from a football game. Mm. Okay. So my radio station used to do Friday night football. So we would do the scores from all the high school games on mm-hmm. Friday nights. Um, but there might be one or two schools that we went out to live. Mm. And uh, we were, I forget the schools, man. I wish I could remember the schools, but. Um, we went out there, and the school that won had been losing to the other school for years. Mm, oh and wow. the particular night that I was covering the game, they actually won. And the game, it was a high school game. Uh-huh. And when they won, and the whole crowd rushed to feel like it was a college game. Uh-huh. So I'm on the mic, we out here right now. It's going crazy. <laughs> they just won the game. I said, well, tell me what you're feeling like. These people running by, we won. Hey. Like, you know, they was going crazy, you right. know what I mean? So that was like my first time on air. They was throwing it to me at a football game. That's crazy. Um, I did that for some weeks, and then uh, I got an opportunity to be on the air in studio mm. behind the boards and everything. Um, and I remember... I don't know who this dude was now. I don't remember. Maybe he was, you know, just somebody used to hang around. And uh, I don't remember him saying, like, yeah, you know, I, I, I think I sounded nervous. Mm. Okay. And he literally said to me, like, yo, this ain't, this ain't gonna work. Ain't over you. And I remember stopping and looking at that dude, like, no, nah, this, this gonna work. It's <laughs> <laughs> gonna work. Um, so, so you got an attitude. Yeah, I did. Right I did. I did. I had a little bit of an attitude. That's you know what I mean? Yeah, it is. That's petty. Yeah. <laughs> that was petty of him to say that was gonna work. Right, because he wasn't nobody of authority. He right. was just somebody who was just hanging around, mm-hmm. like, you just give me a random opinion. Just walking around like, yo, you whack. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. I'm going to start doing that. Just uh, <laughs> walking around the people like, yo, don't quit your day, don't quit your day job. Yeah, I'm going to go up in a business, some random business. Like, yo, you don't know what you do. <laughs> I just remember, I just certain, there's certain memories. I remember that, and I remember how I felt, and I remember, like, I was like, no, it's going to work. Mm. Um but I was I was nervous though, right. so I'm pretty sure maybe you heard some of that nervousness in my voice. And of course, that's your very first, first time. time. So, yeah, 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 wow. Two a.m. to six a.m. on a Sunday morning or a Saturday morning. That's mm-hmm. when I the first shifts I had to do. Got you, got you. So you went from uh, college to um, what radio station were you in? I was at uh, One Hundred Two Jams in uh, Greensboro, mm. uh, Winston Salem State, and Gr- Winston Salem itself in Greensboro and High Point are all. Part of one metropolitan mm-hmm. area, so it's the same area, even though mm-hmm. it's a different city. Got you, got you. So you go there now. You got a, a, a little bit larger audience that's that's there, and then um, I was actually doing it simultaneously. So I was, you know, I didn't do nothing traditional, man. Like mm-hmm. when I first, so before I first graduated high school, I went to Gloucester County. Mm-hmm. And I was DJing and stuff, so I would skip class. Me and Damien would skip class and go buy records in Philly. <laughs> Shout out to my man, Damien Crouch. We got you on the podcast, too. I literally did three semesters there, got put on academic probation, mm. and it was like, yeah, you got to get this stuff together. And I'm like, this community college. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got study. <laughs> I'm like, this is how bad I'm doing. Community college said, no, duh. <laughs> <laughs> so meanwhile, I'm back. I'm back working at Wawa. You know what I mean, making uh-huh. sandwiches, and I'm like 20 years old at this point in my parents' crib, and I'm like, people like his brother I graduated with is off at Penn and Big. You know what I mean? So I'm like, man, I'm way too smart to be here making sandwiches every day. Um, and then my my uncle at the time was living in North Carolina because mm. my aunt, his wife, was going to medical school at Wake Forest. Mm-hmm. He gave me an opportunity. He was like, man, what are you doing, man? He's like, come back. He was like, come down here with us. 
and get yourself back on point. And that's mm-hmm. how I first went to North Carolina. Gotcha. So I went down there. I got in school. I went to Winston-Salem State. I did maybe two years at Winston-Salem State. and was like, I'm going back home to be a rapper. And I left and I came back home. Mm-hmm. That's when Bronson and then was in New, it was in New York. Gotcha. And, and, and I did that. And I stayed home in Jersey for three years. Mm-hmm. And then I went back to North Carolina mm-hmm. for a second time. Gotcha. So when I went back 1999, um, that same, my first semester back in school, mm-hmm. I was coming back in school as a junior. So when I started back in school, that same semester was the same semester I started at the radio station. Mm. So in school years, I started the radio in my junior year. Gotcha. So I was still simultaneously on the radio as mm. I was finishing up college. Right, right. That's why I told that backstory a little bit. Yeah. Nah, I got you. That's crazy. Yeah, that is. Yeah, that is. So I would go. I would be in class like Monday through Friday. Um, and I'd be at the radio stations on the weekends or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever they needed me, mm-hmm. I would, I would go, you know, around school. Yeah, grind me. Yeah, yeah. I got you. Yeah, because that was going to be one of my questions because, you know, as I've been, you know, I've been fortunate enough to be around you guys, right? So I'm hearing big schools like Syracuse, I'm hearing UPenn, I'm, I'm, right. I'm hearing Temple. Right, everybody with schools going to these big schools. Like, they yeah. hear Gloucester County. Yeah, Gloucester County. I'm like, Gloucester County College, man. I was man. And it's not the wrong with Gloucester County College because, you know, I was there having a good time. Mm-hmm. And my thing was, my, the problem was I wasn't taking it serious. Mm-hmm. So okay. I'm like, I'm not even taking uh, community college serious. Mm-hmm. What am I doing with my life? Right. It wasn't about them. It was about mm-hmm. me. Wow. I'm supposed to be going to class. I'm... Mm-hmm. Down in the DJ booth, <laughs> like okay. putting another record on, like yeah, I go to class tomorrow. <laughs> you looked at your watch and like, nah. yeah. Yeah, I'm hanging out with everybody, with shooting pool in the lounge, and like, I, was, I wasn't. Really? So here's a question that I asked his brother yesterday, right? Because I went to London K Community College myself. So my thing is that when I was going to class, right, and even when I was at Stockton University, I would always see people look like me. Right. Mm-hmm. Around the cafeteria hanging out, mm-hmm. playing pool. I go in the classroom. <laughs> they in the classroom. <laughs> Am I in the wrong program? Oh, that's funny, man. Yeah, it's funny, yo. That is crazy. I definitely was hanging out in the pool room and DJing in the DJ booth and playing mm-hmm. spades in the lounge. Mm-hmm. Should have been up on the third floor <laughs> of class. It's yeah. like, Kyle, Kyle. <laughs> Has anybody seen him? Yeah, that's Hopefully okay. We'll send him this letter. He'll stay where you at. <laughs> That is crazy. Yeah. So um, you went from a smaller market to now, you know, a large market. Mm. Um, yeah. you know, I think Chicago, what, fourth, Three. third now? Yeah. Third largest Three. market in the nation. So it, is there a much a difference, though, in terms of what you do? In, there, in the um, I think at, it, <clears throat> excuse me, at its core, it's not different. Mm. Um, you know, you're doing the same thing. You're still trying to relate to mm. people. Mm. You're still trying to be in touch with people. You're still trying to relate to the information, mm. play the songs, that and the third. Um, what's different, I think, is the exposure level. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The things that you have access to. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Uh, um, maybe some of the intensity. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Those mm-hmm. kind of things are different. But at its core, it's the same, same job. Right. It's just, just a little bit. There's a lot, I right. should say, a lot more going on around mm-hmm. it. Got you. you what, what skill sets do you think people need to have in order to do what you do? Radio? Radio, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, speaking, obviously. Mm-hmm. Being able to convey like clear thoughts, um, the ability to be yourself. I think a lot of people. I think the key to, to the best radio personalities are the ones that are who they are twenty four hours a day, mm-hmm. and you hear that on the microphone. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I always. <clears throat> I remember growing up and hearing certain people on the mic and being on the radio and be like, uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I doubt they talk like that sitting around a kitchen table. Right. You right. know what I mean. So, but you do have to project and those kind right, of things. Right. But I, I remember very early on saying that I wanted to be, I wanted to sound the same. Mm. You know what I mean? The same way we sitting here talking, mm-hmm. I want to sound on the radio. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I, I made that decision consciously early on. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a big deal. 
Um, yeah, that's something definitely because I, I checked out your show a couple times on the uh, iHeart app thing. You know yeah. what I mean, driving in, and it, 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 it did sound like yo, mm-hmm. we in the basement again. Yeah, right. Having a conversation, right? Having a conversation in the basement. So I definitely uh, yeah. get that vibe from you. But um, how big is networking in your in your job? It's huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, networking is definitely huge. The one thing about I think it's true maybe for any industry. Mm-hmm. Once you get into the, any industry, you realize mm-hmm. how connected everybody is, mm-hmm. regardless of distance mm. you know what i'm saying i think networking is key like you know a lot of people that's how they find out about the next job or um that's how they get recommended for mm-hmm. certain jobs gotcha. you know certain people are like oh so-and-so might be good for that right so-and-so might be good for that you know what i mean you want to be top of mind you want to mm. be you know what i'm saying oh yeah but if nobody knows you it's not mm. saying that you can't get the job mm. but it's going to be uh you you may be an afterthought right you know what i'm saying right. so i think is i think networking is key in, in any uh, any business. Right. So let me ask this. So the transition of you coming from North Carolina to Chicago, like how did you get that opportunity? Was it because of your networking ability to get that opportunity? Like, how um, I, 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 before I even knew the one thing about me, especially when I was really trying to, at the end of my run in North Carolina, I kind of, kind of knew that was coming. Okay. So I would try to get on my hustle early mm-hmm. and, I was sending tapes out to everybody, so to speak. Not tapes, mm-hmm. literally, but you know, emailing people mm-hmm. my 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 stuff or whatever. So Chicago was one of the cities that mm-hmm. I sent it to, and I didn't care if they had a job posting or not. Mm-hmm. Oh, who's in charge there? Such and such. Okay, mm-hmm. I'll look people up on the internet. Mm-hmm. Okay, such and such is the program director there. Mm-hmm. Oops, and then one. Okay, who's that in L.A.? Oh, such and such. I used to have a list. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? All the radio stations that I felt like, oh, I could work there. Mm-hmm. All the different cities. Mm-hmm. Throughout the entire country, mm-hmm. you know, whether they responded or not, I sent them. Send them something, yeah. So even when I did it to Chicago, I sent it to Chicago. I didn't hear anything right away, but six, seven months later, mm-hmm. I got a response. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a response. You say, "Oh yeah, your stuff sounds kind of cool." Boom. You got anything else you get? You let me hear. Yeah, I got something else. Boom. Send mm-hmm. that. Oh, cool. Hey, you know, then that led to you know a phone interview, and mm-hmm. then that led to me coming out for a live interview, mm-hmm. and then, bam. Got you. Yeah. So I seen you do some hosting, uh, some shows, some major shows. What, yeah. what was the first one that you like walked out there? It was like, yo, seventeen thousand people right now, just looking at me right now. Um, I mean, I was back in North Carolina mm-hmm. for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, we've done it here in Chicago too. But by the time you know, I had done it so many years in North Carolina. Right. It's a different venue. It's the United mm-hmm. Center. Everybody, Everybody goes to the United there. Center. Yeah. But on that stage in front of that number of people is, is so the same. So for our listeners that are not familiar with Chicago, tell them what the United Center, who plays at the United Center? <laughs> the Chicago Bulls, okay. the yeah, Chicago yeah, Blackhawks, yeah. you know it's what I mean? It's a stadium and arena. It's, a, yeah, it's an arena, yeah. <laughs> um, um, but truth be told, when I was in, in Greensboro, that arena is basically the, the exact same, same size. That's the same yeah. one that Duke, North Carolina would play like for the ACC for the championship. ACC championship okay. tournament, right. Okay. So the same arena. So we would go in there and we would do summer shows once a year. Called Super Jam, and it would be sold sold out. So we're mm. even though it's a smaller city, we're mm. in that arena, and we're still standing mm. on stage in front of twenty thousand people. people. Yeah. Uh, the first time might have been first time. I, yeah, first time was I don't even. I'm not giving y'all the years, man. Exactly. but then the first time I came, <laughs> I don't think my years. We know you. Know, <laughs> Nobody knows that. Twenty one again. It's a secret. Yeah. <laughs> Nah, but it was definitely crazy. crazy. I remember being super excited. I remember like almost being like a rush, like mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Your, your heart pumping, pumping a little bit, like, yeah, you know yeah, what I yeah. mean? And they say your name and then you walk like, out and see like, all these like, yo, this is crazy. 
crazy it's money, yo. But it is, is, is dope. It's and, definitely dope. It was a rush. Right, I'm yeah, sure, yeah. I'm sure. And, and a lot of people who haven't been on stage before, those lights get in your face. Mm-hmm. You can only see maybe the first five rooms. That's it. Play. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> and like you, you see, see everybody there. else. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's you great. know they out there, but yeah. you don't see no faces. Yeah. It look like uh, how the crowd look on uh, Madden or right, something. Right, you know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> um, one other question before we transition to have a little bit of fun. Mm-hmm. What was the craziest interview that, that you got across? You don't necessarily have to say the person's name, but what was the nature of it? Uh, you, walk, you walked out of it, yo, that dude's crazy. Yo, she crazy. <laughs> yeah, we had one with a comedian that was kind of crazy. The problem was he thought we were trying to play him. We wasn't trying to play him. We was asking real questions. Um, but he took that the wrong way and thought that we were disrespecting him. And then, you know, it was a whole thing. We had to mm-hmm. squash, squash it. Yeah, like, yeah, that's like, crazy. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> we wasn't on that. Um, I, one of the best interviews, probably Jamie Foxx. Oh. I mean, this dude can go into characters. He can start really? singing on you. Wow. You know what I mean? He's just a funny dude, hilarious. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So Jamie Foxx is dope. Mm-hmm. Um, when people ask me about this, it's always hard to remember a lot of them. Mm. Oh, DMX was a good one. Yeah, you had X on the show. Uh, back in yeah, back in NC, I, I did a one on one with X. Mm. And um, man, back. I mean, he was just talking about you know we we talked about his drug problems back mm-hmm. then. Mm. You know what I mean? And it was one of those things that's kind of touchy because you know he had a he has a reputation for being kind of volatile, right, you know, his personality right. at times. And I remember asking, I was like, I want to I want to get to this, but I want to find a way to to ask him without. Number one, being disrespectful because <laughs> I'm not trying to disrespect nobody, <laughs> but I, I wanted I wanted to be truthful with the question at the same time. Right. And I, at that time, I don't know if y'all remember the story. It was like cops had raided this crib and they took a bunch of dogs mm-hmm. out. This Arizona they, oh, was he in Arizona? I'm not sure if it was an Arizona okay. crib or New York or New Jersey. I'm not sure. Okay. But either way, at that time, along with them taking all his dogs out of the crib, there were reports of like, oh, we had found crack pipes, mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff. So I remember asking him, I was like, so um, there were reports recently that, you know, the cops came to your mm-hmm. crib, they took your do- your dogs, and they found a lot of drugs and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, is that something that you really have a problem with? Because right. it ain't the DMX that we know right now yeah, that's right. public with. Right. This was like, you heard about it. You're like, for real? Right, yeah. <laughs> and he was like, uh, he thought about it for a second. He was like, uh, he was like, yeah, you know, I think it'd be a problem for anybody that messes with it. Mm. I was like, oh, yeah. so, so uh, how you doing with that? You uh, know what I mean? So, and you know, you follow, he spoke on it. Uh, you know what I mean? Dope. So I thought that was dope. That's I thought crazy. the DMX interview was dope. Um, but yeah, man, you know. I got you. Um, all right. My man had a question, came up, and I actually gave you that question earlier. Apocalypse hits Chicago. Mm-hmm. You only take what, five. What the, is it? The apocalypse, apocalypse. hits okay. Chicago. Yes. yes, only Chicago. They ain't messing with Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chicago. Yeah. You can only take five albums with you. What, uh, five, what five albums you bring? Because you're gonna again, you're, you're going to recreate hip hop, and you can only take five. But they albums. might. Okay, but they might not all be hip hop. But I'm definitely taking Illmatic. Okay. <laughs> okay. Illmatic is going. Um, I'm definitely taking Thriller. Okay. Yeah, Michael okay. Jackson. Okay. Mike is going. I used to be a Michael Jackson fan. Mm. People used to talk trash about Mike. I would be heated. He'd be mad. Right? I'm not gonna talk about Mike. I'll, I'll, t- I'll give a little. <laughs> Wait a minute. Did you have the jacket when you pulled up and? and I don't. Th- yeah, somebody told me I had the jacket, but I don't remember having. It. I remember wanting the jacket. I remember wanting the jacket. You definitely had the glove though. You had the glove? <laughs> I don't think I had the glove. That's what you spent it with. DJ MJ. Nah, I ain't had that. Little uh, fact for me though, when I was I was such a Michael Jackson fan, I would sign my name at the top of the paper, Demiso Michael Jackson Juice. <laughs> nah, that's when hilarious. I was in like first grade. That's <laughs> funny, dog. That's funny. 
Um, so yeah, Illmatic. Uh-huh. I'm taking Thriller. It's a tough question. Mm-hmm. It, it really is a tough question. Um, I might take. God, this is tough because there's so, so much. Let me throw one in um, now. James Brown. He's probably the most sample artist in, in hip hop. Are you taking? No, he don't even speak English. <laughs> it doesn't matter. We still sample demon. That's why we got mumble rap right now. Because, because uh, <laughs> I like I like James Brown. I, and I like I like songs. I don't know. I'm taking a James Brown album. Mm. Okay. I'm probably going to take if we're going to go back to that era. I'm probably going to take an Earth, Wind, and Fire. Album. Mm. Okay. Um, I'm not sure which one. Mm. Okay. But I'm going to take an Earth, Wind, and Fire album. I'm going to take. Maybe the miseducation of Lauryn Hill. Ooh, that's classic. Okay. I got one more. Got, got one, one more. more. One more album. That's all you can fit in your briefcase. That's all you got. And, and they're gonna uh, like handcuff you, so nobody can actually. Man, this is tough because there's so much more. Uh, I said Illmatic, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You about to change the face of music? Mm-hmm. Or at least bring it back to something. I might for the last. God, this is oh, I'm still leaving out a lot, and I only got five spots, but I'll probably take. Maybe it takes a nation of millions to hold us back. I okay, I was going to go there too. That's yeah, a good. Yeah. I think yeah. I got it. So I follow yeah. a question, right? Because I love movies. Demiso loves movies. I'm sure you love movies as well. So you can only take two movies that start or co-star a hip hop artist. Co-star. Okay, two movies. Two movies. Is all you got? I'm going Juice because I think it's funny. The whole, <laughs> the whole, the whole movie's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going there with Juice. Okay. Um, Man, that's a good Two one. Another one. Mm-hmm. All right, you got a Tupac in it, Ken. I got to think of something. So remember, when they go back, they're looking like this is, they're going to look at hip hop and say this is what hip hop was. But they might not necessarily be hip hop movies, for instance. Mm. Um, I'm thinking I might do Boys in the Hood or, mm. Men- or Menace. They're not Menace really about hip hop okay. at all, mm. even okay. though hip hoppers are in the movies. Okay. Um, I know, I'm t- that's tough. Boys or Menace, because I don't want to take both because they're kind of in the same lane. Okay. What's a good line for Menace to society? You think about that. A good line? You want these cheeseburgers? <laughs> <laughs> you want these cheeseburgers? That's hilarious. Yeah, that's the name of the podcast. Right? You want these cheeseburgers? <laughs> <laughs> What's another movie? Oh, gotta take it. I'm you have to take it. I'm listening. Crush Groove. Crush Groove. Uh, I was wondering he's yeah. going to get to it. You got to take Crush Groove. Yeah, I mean, that's classic. Yeah, okay. you got to take Crush Groove. Classic line okay. from Crush Groove. Classic line from Crush Groove. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to think about this one. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute, because it was so many. Uh, I mean, it's a I scene know. with the disco three. Are you allowed to curse on this podcast? You can't do what you like. Do what you want. Classic line from Crush Groove, Sheila E. No, run, run yelling at Sheila E. You see what's up with him. You don't want to fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, <laughs> That's a good lie. That's a good lie. That's a good one. Yeah. That was a good one. <laughs> That's funny. I'm mm-hmm. trying to think of another mm-hmm. line. I'm trying to think of something with the Disco Three because it was something with them when they were um, before they went performed in the hallway in the stairwell. They said some yeah. uh, some kind of way they got out that classroom. Yeah, the funniest part of that movie is when they was trying to get in the club and they showed the IDs and they was all oh. scared. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. I was like, yo, that's funny. I like when uh when Buff was like, Hey yo, who you calling fat? <laughs> <That's man>. little- <laughs> yeah, you fat. We all fat. Yo, that is fun. <laughs> <laughs> who you calling fat? Yeah, it's too funny. Um oh, 
man, I can't think of it. All right, so uh, who's on your playlist right now? Uh, playlist right now. It um, current artist always has Kendrick in a playlist. Mm. Um, J Cole stays in the playlist. He just listened to J Cole mm. on the way up. That was the first time. Well, I didn't. I heard a couple songs, but I really didn't listen. Listen. Yeah. But when you're driving four and a half hours <laughs> to get your opportunity to listen, what y'all listen to? Which um, I took him back all the way to um, what was it? Not uh, Mr. Nice watching all that. That mm-hmm. first dollar that in first the dream. Album. That first mm-hmm. album. So you got to go back a little bit further. Mm-hmm. You got to go back even before that. The mixtape before that was Friday Night Lights. Mm-hmm. Okay. Listen to that. Mm-hmm. Fire. That Lights Please on that one, right? Yeah. yeah. That Lights Please yeah. was on that, and, and I, that's a mixtape, and then it came on the yeah. album. Mm-hmm. Because I think, the, if I'm not mistaken, and obviously I'm not J. Cole, but, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, if I'm not mistaken, Friday Night Lights was, he was trying to release an album, mm-hmm. the record label was... Holding them up, holding up, holding mm-hmm. them up, and so they just put that put yeah, it out like, as a mixtape. Like we tired of waiting on y'all, mm-hmm. and that was Friday Night Lights. Mm-hmm. Okay, but that's that it got heat on there, and the one before that was the Come Up, mm-hmm. the Come okay. Up, and I still got the Come Up in my in my truck right now. Mm-hmm. So those are the two mixtapes before mm-hmm. the first album. So I've been rocking with him since then. Right, I'm waiting you know for something else to drop for him. I, I like the last one, but I, I know what he was trying to do, but I don't know if it was the time for that mm-hmm. one to come out yet. Yeah. You know what? I like the last one. I liked it better <laughs> live than I did because mm-hmm. when I, we was at the uh, Made in America Festival, mm-hmm. I came I came back to the crib for that, and um, I was like, yo, it's John mm-hmm. Ryan. And this last tour? Mm-hmm. Last tour was mm-hmm. crazy. Last mm-hmm. tour was crazy. Yeah, so I'm listening to his music, and he reminds me of what Lupe Fiasco was supposed to be. Mm. Why you say supposed to be? Well, because he went so far left, mm. and he didn't stick to. And then the other thing is that he he denounced being like the tribe, or even taking any parts of that stop. So that's something I didn't like. Being so like who? Tribe called Quest. Oh, no okay. tribe. Like YouTube. He's like, no, I don't sound anything like him. Mm. Like yo, you sound just like him. You sing music and everything else. Really? I never. Lupe. I, I never made that connection mm. with but Lupe and Tribe. He was, uh, I think, on BET. He was supposed to have did one of their songs or. Um, he did something, and it was like, yo, you messed it up because you forgot the words. Oh, wow, okay. Mm. Yeah. So We yeah. had an ongoing debate uh, on the way up here because we had 45,000 hours mm. traveling up here. <laughs> <laughs> what was the top love hip-hop songs? Oh, yeah. You got to say I Need Love. Okay. Yeah, was, you got to yeah, throw, throw that in there. Uh, I don't know other than that, to be honest. How you feel mm. about Renee, Lost Boys? That was dope. I guess that was a love. Oh, I didn't care. she died at the end. She did die then, but he loved her. Yeah, that's true. Hey, and I'm gonna say this, and I know it's gonna sound crazy, but I really, really think that uh, Biggie, "Me and My Bitch" is a great mm-hmm. love song. Okay, that's a great love song. Okay, that is. I know the language is that what is. it is. Yeah. You might be like, oh, I don't appreciate the language, but mm-hmm. the way well, he's talking, the way he's talking about his affection for this girl. His, his I was like, this is a love song. Right, right. Well, I would say this like his opening line. Right, that was so hard. I said, I don't know if I had it. <laughs> I don't think I have a love. When I mentioned my yeah. first impression that you was a trick, you yeah. look so good. Y'all know the I, rest. I, I, I don't think that I have that much love. I don't think he, he I've ever funny. been he in love too far. like that. Absolutely. <laughs> you looking at your dad like, nah. 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 <laughs> you know what's funny? Is it like Al Bundy? <laughs> you know what's funny is that at, at that time, in that time period, nobody took it that way. Nah. Nobody took it that way. It's only looking back on it. You're like, you really said yeah, that? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you throw comments up. I used to love her in there, even though he ain't not talking about a girl. He's talking about music. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I feel like the light might be more of a love song than uh, I used to love her. Light is dope. That's a dope you know song. I mean? huh. That's funny. Yo. I can't. What about uh, <laughs> what about international players? 
Outcast? Yes. Keep your heart three stacks to keep your heart. I, I guess. Not really for me, though. I mean, yeah, that particular verse, yeah, mm-hmm. but I, for me personally, I don't put that in there. Okay. I'm going Meth and Mary. That was tough. Mm. You got to throw that on there. That that's tough. a good one. Yeah, that's, that was tough. That's, that's a good one. Yeah, I, yeah, I got to rock with that. So that's crazy. Yeah. Now, on, on the West Coast, do they love anybody on the West Coast? I, don't, I can't think of any hip-hop love song that actually came from the West Coast. Snoop Dogg came out Beautiful. on the um on the stage at the Source Board. Y'all ain't got love. For- <laughs> <laughs> I got no love for Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre. Y'all, y'all don't love me. <laughs> Let it be known. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Uh, Snoop Dogg did Beautiful. That was years mm-hmm. later. Okay, mm-hmm. that was dope. That is true. It's yeah. too hard out there. They, really, you know, really ain't no love out there. It's just too hard out there. Even, you Cal- love you yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even California love was hard. <laughs> right. That's funny. The, the whole doggy style album mm. was a love song. The whole thing? <laughs> the whole, that's the version of it. Yeah, I remember, but do y'all, let me ask you this. Do y'all remember Big Daddy Kane's love song or his first album? Mm. Re- refresh my memory. Which one was it? You got me waiting <laughs> oh. for you day by day. <laughs> Fantasies of you have got me drifting away. I was like, yo, what? And I know, yeah, I don't know what that love was. like yours <laughs> could never be mine. <laughs> Big Daddy Kane, Shouts out to Big Daddy Kane with his love song. He set the trend. We should have known he was going to be going off the deep end after that song. (laughs) Then he came out all that chocolate. What was it? Chocolate? What was the name of that? Taste of chocolate, I think it was. Oh, my God. That was it. That was it. Kane, you lost it, man. You lost it. They posing on Playgirl and all that nonsense. Yo, you lost it. You got me <laughs> waiting. Did you did you watch um, the Shantae movie? What your thoughts I did. about that? What you thought? Um, I thought I thought her story mm. was very interesting. Mm. Um, I think the production of the movie could have been better. Been okay. Better. Mm. Um, but to her credit, man, she endured a lot, mm. and to be doing what she did and have such an impact at such a young age, hey, yeah. I don't think we realized how young she was. You know no, I, mean? I didn't. I know I didn't. Yeah, you Being know what I mean. Best so. rapper in, in Queensbridge at nine. nine yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy. crazy. So, yeah, shout out to her for that because that's that's incredible. Mm-hmm. I was a little disappointed in Nas's role in that movie, though. I mean, he didn't even really have I, to I, have I, a role. That's what I'm saying. Like, why you even throw that in there? Yeah. I, I can't see somebody saying that they're going to do something to me without me saying something back. I just can't mm-hmm. eat that. Right, right. What about the manager was like, yo, we lost the money? That was crazy. Yeah, right? And <laughs> yo, what, money. Everybody else was just And what happened to this dude that he was like, you know, I love you. You know, we got your back. And then he was you gone. Like, what? He disappeared. That's what? So were we to assume that the, that the homie had him knocked off? That, that must have. Because we don't know for sure. And then you paying 10 G's to get your kid back? Yeah, you that's know. crazy. Yo, yeah. these things are really real. Uh, you know what I mean? We, 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 I guess they're real. Like, yeah, her life was nuts. That's crazy. I wish they would explore the, the battles that was going on at that time. Mm. Like, they should have had Karis one come through at least something to talk about the bridge. Or whatever. I think... When I when it, when it was over and the way it went off, I, I was kind of left hanging a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I remember thinking immediately, like, the way this material is is dope. They need more time to develop individual mm-hmm. segments of it, mm-hmm. so they probably should have did a mini series. Mm-hmm. You could have did maybe this story in five episodes mm-hmm. and, right. and, and really got to some things. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Jay Z's got one coming out where he had a talk with David Letterman. That's coming out on the sixth. I still haven't uh, watched that. Uh, Word. It's, 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 it's a documentary. Saturday. It's just a little. Conversation yeah, piece that they show. have. Oh, oh, you're talking but, about the conversation, yeah, conversation with David Letterman. Yeah, okay, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. So they um talking about obviously the the four four album. Um, just your thoughts on his progression. I, I love the album myself. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I understand where he's going uh, with it and where he's trying to take his 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 audience. Because to me, it, it takes a, a big man mm-hmm. to put you admit that you're wrong and say I did this. 
and then you know bring your audience along for that. But um, I'll say this, you know, what I mean, just to keep it a hundred. I think I do love Jay Z's progression as a person. Mm. I do like that he was very introspective mm. on the album and kept it real as far as his personal life. I wasn't one hundred percent in from a I only brought that question up because I saw you shouting out on Facebook. Uh, yeah. how, how much you? I was disappointed. Mu- I was disappointed musically. I felt. I feel like. Uh, the intensity of his the way he raps and his delivery and those mm-hmm. things, I feel like you know that wasn't what I would have liked to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, there were times I was, there were, I, I wish I can go back and hear the songs, but there's times I was like, did he just mumble through that line? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you know what I mean? Like you're not gonna go back and fix that. Nah, like, I, there was little things right, like that. that. You know what I mean? That yeah. that were kind of disappointing for me. Um, I do respect his perspective on everything. Mm. I just wasn't in, and I tried, man. I listened. I forced myself to listen to it like three or four or five times, and I probably didn't revisit it after that. Mm. Outside of a couple of songs, mm. I really love the story of OJ. I think okay. that's dope. Story of OJ is dope. Mm. Uh, Family Feud is dope. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So I can pick a couple of songs here that I rock with, but as a total project, yeah, I got you. you. Because that smile song, Mm. or yeah, smile, I had to skip that one, and uh, there was another one. I was like, I can't. Yeah, I think he does that like every six album. Mm. He'll do something because he did something like that before, and I can't remember the the title. We was listening to it on the way in. It was talking about um, the beach. Like um, a beach. Uh, beach, but jam. that was like yeah. similar album that he did, where as though he tries to do something different. Too yeah. much. Mm. I'll say this. I like though, that album though. I like both of them. I think it's really important though to uh, to kind of overstate like how much I love where he is as a person. Mm-hmm. Like him and Diddy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because there was a time where I was like, man, Diddy, you really commercializing the hell out of our music mm-hmm. right now. But where he is right now, I love what Diddy's mm-hmm. at right now. Mm-hmm. And the fact that him and Jay are both on the yeah, platforms that they're on and mm-hmm. they kind of on the same page when it comes mm-hmm. to like rocking out for black people and mm-hmm. just kind of representing a, a space that we didn't really have before. Mm-hmm. Like, I love what them dudes are at right got now. Got you, got you. I'm going to flip it a little bit. We're going to wrap this up soon. But um, I know yeah, you had a nonprofit when you was in uh, North Carolina. Yeah. You're trying to bring that back out here in Chicago. Talk about um, what your plans are for that that nonprofit. Um, I can tell you what I, had, I have done. I've supported uh, youth athletics with it. Um, when I was in North Carolina, it started. Me and one of my homies um, were coaching our our kids. You know, Nadia, my daughter, my oldest, and his son. They were on the same soccer team, so we kind of mm-hmm. we kind of built a few teams and they used the nonprofit to support it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and little stuff like that, or for organization, like say you had an organization, mm-hmm. like we're trying to get these t shirts for the kids. I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, let's partner up, yeah. let's mm-hmm. do this fundraiser, and then y'all keep that money. And then, mm-hmm. you know, little stuff like that. Right. It was one time that we. Uh, we sponsored a family for Christmas, mm, so I wow. took submissions okay. for people that you know was having tough times for Christmas, and we picked one, and we went and bought all the gifts, and then mm. I ended up from one trying to do one family. We got so much support, we ended up doing like three or four, gotcha, gotcha. stuff that's like awesome. that. So mm. um, that's you know that's that was how it looked in North Carolina. Uh, Hopefully it'll be similar once I get it going in Chicago. Gotcha. Well, you know you, what I mean? You know you got the supporter empowerment perspective. Yeah, sure. appreciate sure. y'all, Make man. Make sure get that up and running mm-hmm. and things uh, of that nature. Um, I do want to wrap this up. Um, wait, wait, wait. We got to get the young oh, yeah. boy hey, to do yeah, 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 Fresh yeah, yeah. Prince oh, of Bella. Get, get hey, Carson! Yeah. Come here, man. Yeah. Bring your iPod. Special guest in the That's building. He's about to go in. He's about to go yeah, all the way in. Do we, do we need to give him a special intro. Or we need to do. No, nah, he's going. He's just going to get shy and not want to do it. Yeah. We got to keep it. We got to keep it low key. <laughs> <laughs> like it ain't, it ain't nothing, ain't nothing man. Do it, man. We didn't even come here, man. <laughs> ain't nothing, man. This is easy work, light work. That's funny.
He's trying to make his grand entrance. He's trying to stall. Mm-hmm. Why? Come on, man. Just do the drawing for me. Just do the Fresh Prince song for me. Play it, and, and, and I want to show them how you know the word. Come on. Don't be shy, man. Come on. Come here. Come here. Come here. Don't leave out. Come here. Is this it? All right, well, come here. Uh, I'll do it with you. Carson, Carson, Carson. Come here, man. Sit right there. You can do it from there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So anyway, this we were talking earlier. Yeah. This the whole the whole song. It's crazy. Yeah. I didn't even know it was a whole song. It's a whole song. <laughs> I like how they strategically took pieces out of it to make that right. <laughs> See, that's the part that's right. of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. You know that part. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that's crazy. Shy, it's man. all good though. Yeah. We'll get him on the, the future podcast at some point in time. Yeah, man. So we'd like to close out by um, any words of wisdom for anybody back home or anybody that's trying to get into the industry or anything um, that you want to drop some gems on. Um. Yeah, you know what? It's funny. Um, I remember feeling like, how am I going to get out of here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and I know a lot of people kind of have that feeling like, uh, here, you can take it, man, since you're acting funny. <laughs> a lot of... Okay. Well, all right. We'll talk about it in a second. I just... I don't know. I just remember having that feeling like it, things feel impossible, mm. but... Things are not impossible. Mm. You know what I mean? I think uh, the biggest thing I've noticed is that, and I know it's true for me, mm-hmm. at one time in my life, things were, in my head, way more difficult than they are in real life. Mm-hmm. In real life, you just got to say, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and do that. Mm-hmm. Find out the information and do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the end of the day. <laughs> at the end of the day, find out. That. But you know what I mean? Like, little thing. I always use the example, like, the first time, you know, I bought a house. And I was like, God, man, you must have to be rich to mm-hmm. buy a house. Like, you, you got to have good credit. Mm-hmm. Like, how the hell you do that? <laughs> like, yo, man, never going to be. You know what I mean? Right. But then when you go and you sit down and you say, okay, oh, I got to do this, this, and this. Oh, so if I do this and take care of these bills mm-hmm. over the course of the next Six, seven, eight, nine months, mm. a year. That's it. Mm. I clear this up and I can I can buy it. Mm. Oh, that's yeah, cake. Yeah. You know, what I, mean? it's, I think with anything, it's just about really taking the, uh, you know, taking the initiative to learn whatever, whatever the process is. You mm. know what I'm saying? Um, also, I always tell people too, don't be afraid to move. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to leave. Like you mm. can always come home. Mm-hmm. But man, the world is so much bigger than what we know in our neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or our areas. And I think a lot of people, um, they don't. They don't, they don't take that risk or that chance or mm. that experience mm. to get out and see other things. Because I think one thing I, I say was great, you know what I mean, for me going to North Carolina, even though for the period I came back home was getting to North Carolina, mm-hmm. and I got there, and I met other people from Jersey and met other people from Philly, mm. right? And I'm familiar with how they rock. Mm. Right. But then I was like, oh, my roommate, he was from Baltimore. Um, the guy, that, one of the other guy friends, was a friend of mine. He was from Hampton, Virginia. Mm. You know, what I mean, another guy was from Virginia Beach. Um, you know, what I mean, it was it was cast there from Atlanta. And, you know, it was just like yo, like everybody got 
similarities mm-hmm. with right. us as black people, but then other people, there's other ways of life, there's other things it's going on. Over. And at the end of the day, it makes you want to go see other places mm-hmm. and experience mm-hmm. and, and, and and try other things. So I always said, you know, don't be afraid to move if you have the opportunity to go to college, even if you don't graduate. Mm-hmm. Go spend a year mm-hmm. or two amongst other people and mm-hmm. just, you know what I mean? Just that life experience is going to change you in one way or another. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, find out if you something that you really want to do. It can be done. You just got to find out the process. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to, to to leave home. If you get an opportunity, whether it's through college or whatever, mm-hmm. take it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Especially if you're in a position or a time period in your life where you don't have a lot of other responsibilities. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If it's just you, you know what I'm saying? And Yo, be out. Yeah, right. Be out. What's keeping you here? Just to hang out with the homies? Right. Man, no, man. Leave, man. And you go, And at the end of the day, if you don't like it, you can come, yeah, back, come home, back home. But there's so much out here, man. Mm-hmm. Give it a shot. You got to give, give mm-hmm. it a shot. No doubt. Yeah. Kareem, any last words? Yeah, I forgot to. We didn't go to a petty moment. We want to bring you back on. Yeah, at some point. And we had to go into some petty moments. Some petty, some petty moments? I'm petty dude. I know I'm petty. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, and I'm also looking for other people to embrace that pettiness. Pettiness, <laughs> right, right, right. If you embrace your pettiness, everybody yeah. knows who you are. Okay. And they know that it's not personal. It's yeah. just that you're petty. Right. <laughs> so, are, are you a petty guy? I don't think so. You're not petty? Okay. I don't okay. think so. We're going to have a part two of this. We're going to have to dig it. Yeah, dig it. Yeah. 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 If you about to ask me something petty I, I did before. Yeah. And I was like, before you even asking, I was thinking in my mind, like, what's kind of something petty I did before? It was petty when you almost crashed when we was driving over here and you hit the horn. I think that was petty. <laughs> you moment. thought I was petty? Dude, was trying to get my lane. That wasn't yeah. petty. <laughs> get out my lane. I think well, here's a petty moment, right? Okay. You got one? Go down in the basement, and this is back in the day. He mm-hmm. had this contraption around his mouth. And it was some some it was an asthma thing that he was doing. I used to I had asthma, so I used to a nebulizer. Have, yeah, yeah. Nebulizer, it was right. petty because we didn't know what it was. And he ain't explained to us. I was like, "Yo, what, what's wrong with that?" That was petty. I had to look it up. I used to hang out in the worst place in the house, having all that asthma, yeah. the moldy basement. In the basement. <laughs> Water in the basement. Everybody down there wheezing. I was like, "Yo, let me get a hit of it." <laughs> Nah, uh, I had a nebulizer session. That's funny. Yeah, man. Pass that. Two hits and pass, <laughs> yo. Two pulls and pass. Puff, puff, pass. Yeah, puff, there, pass there. on the nebulizer. The line's clear now. We good. Clear. <laughs> we good. <laughs> Last words, sir. Uh, again, always, as always, you know, embrace your pettiness. Absolutely. But also, you know, be willing to take chances, take risks. You mm. know, because we had yeah. Kyle on today who was mm. willing to take a risk. Mm. We had your brother on um, yesterday, mm. you know, and he gave a football to take a chance at the mm. engineering program. So, mm. Um, be willing to take that, that rest because it'll pay Absolutely. off. Absolutely. Um, definitely want to thank you for being on and taking nah, up some man, time. I appreciate and y'all making the trip, man. Absolutely, man. We're definitely going to come back to the shot for sure when the weather's a little bit nicer. We'll be back out here. <laughs> Summertime shot is summer, the best. Yes, I feel you. I feel Summertime shot is something special, dog. Yeah, so. Um, okay, but how should I dress? In the summer? No, because y'all summer may be different from Jersey summer. No, no, no. Summer, you know, you're going to get into the 90s. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you, no you get into August, you're going to get into the 90s. Okay. Mm-hmm. Humidity, no humidity? What, what we like? Because uh, you guys got this huge lake out there. That I don't think the humidity is too bad. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't. All right. We're coming nah, back not, in summer. Not really. Yeah. Definitely coming right, back. back. <laughs> I'm going to close yeah. out with today's lesson. Today's lesson is going to be called Move, Get Out the Way. Mm-hmm. Listen, um, a lot of, speaking on what Kyle was talking about, a lot of us are not getting to where we need to be in life simply because we are in our own way. That's we real. think we keep thinking about all the setbacks and where we came from and mm-hmm. all the roadblocks and the uncertainties and things. And you you guys know how I roll. Mm-hmm. If there's an opportunity, I will go out and take it. If it's not one day, I'm going to try to create it. Um, so stop getting in your way. 
day. Stop, you know, yes. worrying about, you know, what's going to happen, you know, yeah. and just go out there and get mm-hmm. it. And just being on this road trip, me and Kareem was like, yo, mm-hmm. let's, let's hit the road. We met so many people and made so many contacts out mm-hmm. here. Um, and we... We was in Chicago for like an hour. Yeah, we met, like <laughs> yeah. met some amazing people, and, and you know, going some things. But um, and you know, I got a phone call about something that's coming up, and it's just all about mm-hmm. you know, not even worrying about really tomorrow. And yeah, don't right. get caught up in the end product. Enjoy the process. I think a lot of us are so concerned about that end product and making all this money and doing all these things mm-hmm. that they forgetting to enjoy the process. That, yo, that's a big one. Mm-hmm. I should have said one. earlier. Like, mm-hmm. if I could backtrack a little bit, but mm-hmm. add on what you said, so. Many Many people have lost opportunities because at the time there was mm-hmm. no money attached mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. Like you got to take the opportunity for mm-hmm. what it is, and that right. money going to come. Absolutely, yeah. we we not making a dime on Empire no. Perspective right in fact, now. We we in the red we right now. Red. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's purple, ain't it? Red. <laughs> we in the purple. <laughs> That's real though. That's no, real. But, but it's not, for us, it's not about the money. It's about you know exposing people and, mm-hmm. and helping people as much as we can. Yes. And, and um, I believe Russell Simmons had said this before: is that you got to stop. Chasing money, mm-hmm. you know, as long as you provide that service, the money's gonna come. So I'm not mm-hmm. really worried about that. Mm-hmm. Um, stop worrying about that finish line. I remember in high school I used to run hurdles, and we had this this idea like. I knew there was a 10th hurdle at the end, but mm-hmm. I was attacking the first three. Mm-hmm. Then it was the next three. Yes. Then it was the next three. And then, you know, you can get to that finish line. Mm-hmm. Um, so get out your own way. You know, stop chasing, you know, the final product. Enjoy the process. Put mm-hmm. yourself around positive people that's doing stuff. Mm-hmm. I can't stress that enough. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you got to cut some of these people that ain't about anything out your life and out your, your company and your businesses that you're running and mm-hmm. really just go after it. So um, thanks for listening to us. Uh, this is the last stop on the road trip, so let's make some noise. Hey. 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 You guys are doing a good job, man. This is good stuff right here. We trying, man. We trying. We just in the future, actually, I'll be back in the shy doing a conference on the 20th of April STEM conference, so Empowerment Perspective will be back in the shy for that. And then we are in the A. And then in June, Vegas be out there in July mm-hmm. um, got to put a road trip going down south though I need some 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 sunshine and warm yeah, weather we got to do that yeah, too we're going to put it together so, um, we got some more programs coming out so mm-hmm. like always stay empowered yeah.